Hey, welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Johnny Morton, and my lovely co-host... Carla. ...is Carla, my wife. All right. Hey, last, if you stayed with us and you followed the podcast in the order of their episodes, then we've just got through talking about three enemies of intimacy in marriage. We talked about busyness pride and selfishness. And if you haven't listened to those, then I'd really encourage you to go back and and catch up on the podcast series. And so tonight we thought we might talk about something instead of some of the enemies. Hey, what are some ways that you can build intimacy back into your marriage? If that's an area you're struggling in, or even if not, hey, what are some ideas just to grow in intimacy? So, Carla, what's our topic going to be tonight? Well, we're going to talk about romance. So what's when that? I, romance. Do I need to spell it? R-O-M-A-N-C-E. Yeah, okay. Yes, that one. Okay, so when I say that, what does that mean to you? What comes um, to your mind? I don't know. I guess immediately what I think of is a male. You think of, like, flowers and doing nice stuff. For y'all, ladies. Okay. okay. Why do you do the nice stuff? What's the point? Uh, I'm sure we don't do it enough now, right? Is that what you're getting at? No, no. That correct, but meaning, what's your purpose in doing it? Um, it's we want to tell you we love you and okay. we appreciate you. Okay. So, all right. So, in your mind, you think, and maybe a lot of men's, who knows, if it's sort of the idea of doing something nice for. Her, show appreciation, tell her you love her in a sort of a tangible way, right? Yes. Okay. So when I think of the word... Is that not what you think no, no, of? No, that's, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to make a judgment you're, you're on your... you on our parade. No, I'm not going to rain on your parade. Okay. So when I think of romance, I think of sometime the idea of sort of wooing the person you're interested in. That's an old-fashioned word. Yeah, wooing. It? Wooing. Okay. Woo. Wooing. Yeah. All right. Rick so, Flair. Woo. So you want to win them. You want to get their attention. So I think we of, already got you. I know. See, that's, that's the, the problem. problem isn't it? Yeah. Because when I think about it, I think about the idea of what if there was two men that were interested in you. Uh, this sort of a fantasy, so, but yeah. okay. <laughs> like I'm thinking dating. You're, okay, well, let's talk. Wait a minute. All right, wait okay. a minute. Let me tell you about, okay, so the dating. And let's say there were two guys that were interested in you, sort of same time, same season. And what if one knew that another guy was in the picture, maybe you didn't know who they were, where they were, but you kind of knew there was another guy there. Would you be thinking, well, is he sending her flowers? Is he sending her cards? Is he calling yes, her? Yes, he, he was sending her? her flowers. Okay. We're not going to get into all your stories. We don't have okay. time. But my point is, when I think of romance, I think the idea of a guy trying to win me. A guy wants to gain my affection, my attention, by sort of lavishing on me this idea that I'm really special and I'm really interested in you. Okay. So oftentimes... You know, we've heard, and I think just sort of in general, you hear from people, and usually I think it's it's usually a woman who says this in the marriage, the wife. I don't know that I've ever heard a husband say this. But in case that, you're out there, that's fine. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just never heard a husband. 
that would say, hey, the romance is gone. And yeah. I think we know what they mean by that because, you know, like you said, it's when you were dating, when you were trying to win her heart in the first place, there's probably things that we did to do that. So let's think back to us. We can think that long ago. We're talking more than 38 years ago. Um, what are some things that you remembered when I was pursuing you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you would sometimes show up randomly wherever I was. And that was... Like a stalker? Or no, no, not well, not bad. like a stalker. Okay. But like I was in college then. And so I would come out of a class and you'd be out in the parking lot standing by my car. Or occasionally you would have left, you would have missed me, but you would have come by. And of course, remember, before cell phones, you would have stuck a note on the car window or something. And so you would come up with really creative kind of dates. And so that was kind of neat because I never knew what you were going to do. When you might tell me, hey, dress this way or bring this because this is, you know, and then you really wouldn't tell me what we were going to do. So that was that was neat. So was that fun? It was fun. It was really fun. So I think the fact that you went out of your way to know my schedule, to know when I was going to be coming out of a class or the hospital or something like that, and to be there as a surprise, that was kind of cool. So a lot of in while we were dating, then even a lot of the romance, a lot of that was really paying attention to you yes and focusing on you and doing the things that i knew that you would like yes and this is what i think happens a lot of times is once you get one another so to speak and you get married and you have all the whirlwind if you have a wet you know engagement the wedding the whole deal and then you settle into life and a lot of times for probably the majority of the people, they're at the age that they're starting their careers. So now it's like, check, got the girl, got the guy, you know, and now married. And now let me really focus in on my job, my career, schooling, training, whatever. Yeah, and I agree. I think a lot of people that are goal-related, task-related, you know, okay, we found that person. We found someone that we want We're to married. spend the rest yeah. of our life with. We're married. I don't have to try to win them again because I've got them. I've got them. And I think the mm-hmm. danger is we stop pursuing one another. Well, why do you think, and you're, you're from obviously, because I always think of it as that for some reason, I was like, it's the guy's job to be romantic. No, it can and be. pursue. But I, I, I guess in my mind, I mean, well, so, we do want to be pursued, I think, right. a lot. But so we also sometimes... Why is that, a, as, a, as a female, once you're married and I've got you and you've got me, why do I need to pursue you? Because when you pursue me, that says to me over and over, I would choose you again and again and again. And that means you're five years older, you're 10 years older, you've had two babies, you don't look the same... I choose you, you still. You look better. Thank you. Um, I, I, I would choose you still. And it is. It's that like pursuing. You pursued us to get us, but now you pursue us to continue to just affirm us and woo us into this intimacy 
that says, I'm still it. I'm still the one and only for you. And that is where the romance really says that to actually each other. And and I think we do think of it a lot of times about the man pursuing the woman, but I think the woman can certainly do some of that also to affirm that I really want you too. You're my one and only choice in a man. And that we also reciprocate the the actions and or we have a good response, even if it's not a great effort. We should we should try to encourage sometime your pitiful efforts. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm sometime, saying. Yeah, I know. Sometimes, but like, just don't make fun of them like I just did. I mean, we shouldn't make fun of the fact <laughs> yeah, that yeah. if you try. Absolutely. Um, let's sort of catch it in this too. And I think sometimes that oftentimes in Christian marriage, because I know I, I do this a lot when, when I teach and even when we speak, we emphasize that so often when the Bible talks about to love your husband, love your wife, that the word it uses there is the Greek word agape, which is action. And, and sometimes we even say, and I think maybe almost to the detriment we say, okay, the Bible doesn't talk about be romantic. It doesn't talk about like your wife. It doesn't talk about, you know, those different aspects, the different Greek words for love that describe the emotional aspect of love. But just because the Bible does encourage us, and really it's a command to love one another, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, which is an action. It doesn't mean that those other things have the romance the friendship, just that I, I like being with you. That companionship. That, that sense of safety and feeling safe and secure and protected. That Those are bad things. It's just that those are emotions that often come and go, but it doesn't mean we don't stop trying, as you would say, to pursue each other. I, I love the thing, you know, we just did a, we just did a retreat not long ago built around the book, the Song of Solomon, and throughout it in the Song of Songs, man, there is this celebration of romantic love, and it's a pursuit of them pursuing each other. Yes, and we talked a lot that weekend about the idea that obviously it was equal. They were both desirous of one another. And so speaking on that situation, one thing I did want to mention is... Oh, yes, you're, you're kissing research. Yes. Well, I, it's not research, oh, okay. but it's, it's really from a medical take on things. And one of the areas that in building romance and in continuing to think about pursuing one another in the way you did when you first dated, it may look different now, but how do you continue to do that? And one way is to think about how affectionate you probably were when you were dating. And I I mean non-sexual kind of meaning touching, kissing, holding hands, hands, hugging, those kind of things. But how often and how, well, how often, I said how often, um, how wonderful it was, and we did it a lot. And how much more infrequent that can happen once you get married. Yes, and all of a sudden, those touches, hugs, caresses, sometimes are minimal to non-existent, or they're only in the realm of a sexual thing. So one of the things that I think is really cool is the idea of kissing. 
because kissing is way more than just kissing. And okay. I, I know, I know. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> okay. Well, ha- hold, hang with me a minute here. There's some real physical health benefits to kissing. From kissing. Yes. So sort of like hugs where they say you need seven hugs yes, a day. I don't, I don't know exactly how they know that, but that is what they say. Kissing, though, obviously our lips are one of our very erogenous zones, but it's evident to the whole world. But what's interesting is the things that happen when you kiss on the lips. So we're talking kissing. We're just going to go with kissing on the lips, Johnny. Okay, so you can't see him, what he's mouthing here. So, all right, one of the things to think about is it causes, when you're excited to be kissing this person, there is an increase in your heart rate. And there is also, it causes a vasodilation of your blood vessels. So all of a sudden, you get more blood flow throughout your body to get more oxygen. So it is very healthy to do that. And that's the reason sometimes people almost have a flushed look if they've been kissing. I hadn't noticed. What do you mean you hadn't noticed? I don't look for flushed All right, well, anyway, okay, we'll skip that. All right, so a flushed look, because, again, increased heart rate, vasodilation. As you get more of that, you also get some stress relief. And the other thing that happens is it triggers some um, neurotransmitters that are released, like your serotonin and your dopamine. And those are both really feel-good. Feel-good chemicals. Yes, feel-good chemicals. And so it's really cool that the kissing does that. The other thing, if you want to take it one step further, is... Okay, so actually in our saliva, there is actually... Yeah, okay, go figure here. Hang on. There is a lot of immunoglobulins, which are part of your immune system, and that when you actually... So with one another, you're actually building a little bit of immunity out of that. So there truly are, I know, it's crazy because your saliva is mixing. Okay, sorry about that for those of you who are grossed out. But that are true, some health benefits. The other thing is the facial nerve, um, you know, has some branches that come all around the cheek area and down toward the lips and the mouth. And so when we are kissing, it actually sends messages to our brain. And so it is part of that imprinting. I wish y'all could see Johnny's face. This well, is just too much. I'm just thinking because now if, if you get guys that listen to this, the next time they kiss, they're going to be thinking of all of these different I'm things. Sorry. And it's going to be like, Oh my okay. God, you won't be even be able to kiss him. Oh no, you? okay. Am I passing germs? Am I no. getting healthier? Am I building yes. my immune okay. system? You're building your what? immune system. So, but anyway, the idea that the brain literally is getting signals from the kissing. And so when you think about it, it seems crazy, but kissing on the lips is really very intimate. It actually is way more intimate sometime than actual sex. It can be. And so it can be a very vulnerable thing. I'll trust you on that. Okay, one. it can be very vulnerable and it is it's very connecting. And so I would say, you know, think about it. If you've gotten to where you're only doing a peck on the cheek as they walk out the door or a sideways hug or a peck on the forehead as you head out somewhere, and there's none of this kissing. I think that's something to think about because it sounds really simple. But show me a couple 
that's still really kissing affectionately, intimately, they're probably in a good place in their relationship. So what you're saying then is it's a really healthy thing for us married couples if we're making out with each other. Yeah, sort of something like that. There you go. Basically, if you're not kissing enough in front of your kids for them to be grossed out by this situation every now and then, you may not be doing it enough. They may not be enough. kissing enough. Enough. So it's, it's a silly little sounding thing, but actually it's interesting that even in a medical sort of healthy way, they recognize that there are these huge benefits to actually the lips and the kissing and Song of Solomon, they talk about it a lot and about the lips. And so I just think it's interesting that, yeah, that God, that is a piece of how he made us. And again, it's a special way we intimately connect with somebody, kissing on the lips. Okay, so we've talked about kissing, but (laughs) that's obviously not the only way to romance you. So what are some, especially because... Typically, again, I think the woman is more into romance than the guy is, for whatever reasons. What are ways, the simple ways, and give us hints of some guys. We got just, we'll talk another two, three minutes here. What are some really good romantic ideas for us? Well, I think, again, the idea of thinking about what were some of the things you did when you were pursuing your wife? Okay, so and you can think, well, I'm not very good at that or I'm not. You probably were at some point. Probably there's not many couples out there. I'm not saying any where they did nothing to pursue you, meaning they never showed up with a flower. They never showed up with some token of whatever. They didn't surprise you with a date to a place you liked your favorite ice cream, you know, a movie you enjoyed, your favorite snacks a treat for you, something that said, I I notice you, I know what you like, and I'm paying attention. So I think the surprise element is nice, but it can be scheduled. It doesn't even have to be a surprise. But I would say, think about the things that you know she liked early on. Now, she could have changed tons. Maybe they're not some of the same things. But men are pretty creative when you think about how people ask people to go out, how they come up with date ideas, how they ask people to marry them these days. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's, there's some creativity. Maybe they're asking some friends what to do. I don't know. But I think it's kind of cool to think about figuring out what would she like and find interesting. And, and what does that look like? All right, let me ask you this then. Put you on the spot. Oh, dear. Okay, we've been married... Be 39 years soon. Mm-hmm. What's since we've been married? What's the most romantic thing that I did? Oh, wow. Because I have no idea. Well, this kind of was one of the other stories we told, but I have to say, one of the most romantic things I think was you asking me to marry you again um, in the snow, in my favorite place, in the snow, in the woods, by ourselves. And that was just. That for me, that was awesome. That was awesome. And I did that. I did have to plan that out and think about it. And I had the ring for a while and I kept getting messed up, but it was worth it. What's the most romantic thing I've ever done for you? Um, I probably can't even say, to be honest. So, I mean, there's so many, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to kind of no, scream it was them sort down. Of a, 
it was a blindfold and take me to a secret place. Oh yeah. And then we got romantic there. Yeah, I that's could say true. The least. Okay, that's yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, but it was fun. Um, I, I think it'd be a great idea. Maybe in the future we will do uh, we'll do a podcast on. Hey, what are some ideas for dates and. Oh yeah, what we've are some got fun a, things you could do. Yeah, for that? we actually have about a list of about fifty things that are like date night ideas. And so, if you are looking for things that say, "Hey, I, I want to do this," I want to try to initiate it. I want us to have some of that spark, and that's that is what we hear couples say sometimes that that's gone and I miss it. And we enjoyed that when we were married first and earlier before children, and we don't have that. Yeah, and I think just sort of a good wrap-up is what we've talked over and over again about the intentionality it takes in marriage to really make great marriages. And so, you know, it's not good enough to say, well, I'm just not romantic. I can't come up with another ideas because there's lots of ideas out there if you look. Think back, get advice, talk to her friends, guys, and find out. Think about the things you've done in the past. Think about the ways you express love to her and just do it. Know things about her, but just do it. Make a plan and follow through with it because I think it's going to be worth it in the end. Oh, yeah. A woman who is being pursued is going to be a very, very happy camper. All right. So, uh, Let's get to the romance. Yep. And if you need to boost your immune system, <laughs> let's go start kissing. More kissing, people. You got it. All right. We'll catch you later. Hey, keep forging on.